Hello everyone, welcome into episode 3 of The Recovery Life. My name is Dee McGinn. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Today's topic of discussion is focusing on targeted cryotherapy versus whole body cryotherapy. Um, I'm going to be covering, you know, which, you know, the differences in the delivery of both, why, you know, I would prefer one over the other if I had to choose, um, the things to consider as an athlete or a client in um, walking in to get one of these treatments to help with your recovery process, um, and the things to consider as a practitioner if you're providing these treatments and if you have both in your facility, um, the things that you might want to consider with the client coming in to be able to provide them the better recovery experience overall. So hopefully the information provided that I can give you from my perspective and my experience is helpful to you. Enjoy. Hi everyone. Welcome into the room for episode three. Thank you all for joining in. It's a solo show today. It is just you and me. Um, I'm going to try and keep it brief. Keyword there is try. Um, on the topic of targeted cryotherapy versus whole body cryotherapy. Um, this topic is pertaining to cryotherapy, the modern form being served in dry liquid nitrogen or cold air form where um, the procedure or the treatment is only ever, you know, a couple minutes long because of the cold temperatures in which it's being delivered versus, you know, icing and hydrotherapy pools and stuff like that. Cold water immersion um, is a lot more. So this is really off of the back of the last episode with Jill. If you haven't tuned into that, please go in and tune in. Um, it has brought up a lot of questions and topics of conversation. And thank you to everyone who's reached out and gotten involved and wanting to know more. And I'm going to address a lot of the things that were brought up to me over the last couple of weeks, hopefully in this episode, um, and give you sort of a deeper reasoning as to my practices and methodologies um, that you have asked about. Excuse me, I'm recovering from a cold, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'll try and give the reasoning in here as to why I made the choices um, that I made instinctively in having a sports therapy background. Um, I think the curiosity with those choices and opinions shared on the fact that I preferred one over the other, uh, I think the curiosity came from when I said that I had mentioned, um, you know, I had made choices based on, I guess, instincts, like I said, um, on treating certain athletes with certain issues or parts of their training schedules and regimes and team formats. Um, the results that Jill found in her PhD um, in cryotherapy and elite sport seemed to cross over with the instinctive practices that I had sort of put in place two, three years ago when I was treating um, in team formats especially sort of with high caliber athletes. So um, I think that kind of brought up the question of, you know, how did I make those choices? You know, why do I choose? So I said at the start of the week on LinkedIn that I would prefer if, if, if I had to choose, I would choose targeted over whole body. And so I think it just created a lot of interest as to why. So um, just to break down the two different treatments using the modern technology that's out there, targeted cryotherapy, which isn't the one that you see more streamlined it's um it's not as commercialized I suppose you would say right because everyone the organizations and overall in these wellness places that you see they have the whole body cryotherapy chambers um 
so there's the targeted form, which is the same treatment just served through um, a hose. Um, usually, like a, it's there's a smaller machine on the ground. The air is refrigerated or served through dry liquid nitrogen, and it's we're focusing on one area of treatment or a localized area um, through delivering those cold temperatures. Um, and the treatment is usually only. It depends if it's a joint or a muscle, but it's anywhere from maybe a minute to a few minutes long. Um, and that's that's it with the with the targeted. And then with whole body, it's what you always see in the press and what you see a lot of the professional athletes do in teams. It's, a, it's either a single individual chamber or a team chamber. The ones where you see the athletes with their heads out over the top is a dry liquid nitrogen chamber. Um, the head has to be out over the top because they have you have to be able to breathe. Um, nitrogen depletes oxygen. You can't breathe in the fumes. Um, and then the targeted, or sorry, the whole body chambers where you see one person either going into a small room or a whole team, they are not gas operated at all. They are electric cryotherapy chambers and that is the more updated technologies that we're seeing out there. Um, you know, and either teams can go in at once um, or groups of people or one person so there's a lot of discussions to be had on you know even the newer technology versus the older technology because one includes your head and one does not um you know there's gas byproducts and for the other one that there isn't um actually on the topic of including your head and not including your head is actually another reason why i like targeted um there's a way to get around that but I had a lot of questions logistically from practitioners, from athletic trainers who are studying that want to get into the industry and provide cryotherapy in, I guess you would say, their toolbox. Um, you know, capital is an issue they talked about, like we talked about with Jill as well, like affordability, different stuff like that. Um, but overall, I'm going to talk on the topics of like the logistics of considering which one to consider for I guess, specific cases pertaining to the athlete and the athletic recovery. And as well on the note, I had a conversation earlier in the week where somebody said, you know, if I'm not, I'm not a pro athlete or I'm not a collegiate level athlete trying to go pro or, you know, does these topics still apply to me or can I listen? And the, the answer is absolutely yes. When I'm talking in the format of, you know, athletics, you know, and athletes and clients that I'm dealing with, it's because that's the population and the industry that I'm involved in the most, that's where my training background comes from. But obviously, athletes are still human beings, right? Like, and that's another topic we're going to get into in different interviews that I have coming up. But they're still human beings. They still, you know, be albeit they're extremely talented and, you know, they're very good at what they do and they do what they love at a high caliber level and their focus is and dedication is honing in on those skills and recovering to the best of their ability on a daily basis so they can get better every day but they're still human they're not bionic they're not you know they're not any they're very talented but they're they're not not you know they're no other species they're human so a lot of things that that I speak of and like anything else in society when people perform and do something at a high level we as you know I would say the average population look at that and admire that but we also like to see what they do and take pieces from those situations and try to apply them to our lives so hopefully we can perform better on a daily basis and recover better and feel more energized right so of course all of this stuff can always be applied um 
but I do, I, if I refer to the athlete, I, it's just because that's where my practices are the most, but they apply to everybody. Um, and especially regarding this situation. So, uh, on targeted, I overall, a basic starting point is for me, targeted cryotherapy is more versatile than whole body cryotherapy. Um, Jill had found in her study, she had said that it actually showed that whole body cryotherapy could actually end up being detrimental to the athlete's recovery process, depending on what they have going on, on what stage of training they're in, on what cycle, um, you know, what their overall outcomes and goals were for those training sessions. And then a bigger part of that is, are they in preseason? Are they in season? Are they postseason? You know, what's going on? Um, again, we're speaking on elite athletes in this um, in this study. That's what she had it on, but it can be applied to anything. Um, an overall general consensus if from another study. I don't have the name. If I can find the study, I'm going to put it in the information box. Um, but it, the same results were found where if you are doing um, like everyday fitness enthusiasts, cardiovascular, um, you know, generic training right I would say like where you just want to stay fit active healthy you know there's no specific numbers and targets that you have to meet like for example that elite athletes do um, in preseason and in season and stuff like that whole body cryotherapy has been proven to help with optimum recovery so on a day-to-day basis um, for those types of things however if you're doing strength training and you really are trying to improve your your numbers and really get specific data and information to improve on whole body cryotherapy in the middle and as a recovery method in the middle of those training cycles could prove to be detrimental and may not be helpful to the recovery process that is needed for your for your muscles and everything else that you've going on to recover it could actually inhibit the process um instead of help it and that's obviously not what we're trying to do so when we're talking about the the conversation came down to a few practitioners actually reached out to me co-workers thank you in the industry you know who you are um saying that they deal with you know a, a mixture of the population they deal with anywhere from high school athletes to um you know the everyday weekend warrior and then some pro athletes come into their facility um and then, you know, w- the difference is to be had on a lot of people come in and they ask for, oh my God, we want whole body cryotherapy, but it's just really like a generic want. There's no specific reason for that. And the difference is to be had is to know that if you're going to be having that level of athlete coming in, whether, you know, high level, pro level athlete, there are specific questions to be asked. There's timing to be considered. Do they have an injury going on? And this discussion really came up of when I said to Jill, you know, when I was hired into team establishments, the original conversation was we want your expertise in to provide this specific service. Um, and they knew they wanted whole body. But in the conversations and the questions that I asked ended up, you know, it being a long back and forth process of figuring out what players had what going on and what was our training schedules for the week maybe there was a player he was coming back for example from an ACL reconstruction always had chronic sort of inflammation happen in his knee after training sessions but he's fully recovered and that versus a player 
like let's say his ACL that player's ACL reconstruction was a year or two prior right but then there was another player that came out of an ACL reconstruction eight weeks ago right so the even the protocols a treatment for those different athletes with two technically same injury recovery but they're two very different stages so those are the types of different approaches that I had to consider whereas when they first brought me in they thought oh She's just going to bring in cryotherapy. We're going to get into this cryotherapy machine. Everything's good. But when we got down to the specifics of player training formats, like their timing, what is the stage of injury they're in? Are they even in an injury? Are we looking for total body recovery? Do they have any more training that day? What is their next day looking like? Those are all things that if we want this to be an effective recovery process for the athlete, we got to look at these things. Um, especially even clients just coming into your facility like that might be something that they want to look into so targeted for me is always a more versatile treatment because if in doubt I always went with targeted um because you're not cooling down the whole body and you're not risking that that topic that Jill had mentioned in in the last podcast you're not risking that um not knowing what the overall outcomes are measurements are because we don't have like machines reading that data back to us you know in a study environment for example also too i'm very comfortable with targeted because anyone who studies you know has a sports science background you're very comfortable with the terminology being used and the specifics of maybe a situation I'm using this as an example right now because this is what was brought to my attention before. But, you know, like a guy, instead of somebody saying he has a quad injury, you might get even more specific to say like he has um, a rec fem situation going on. Um, These are the problems that came from that. And, you know, you can get into those deeper conversations with the medical staff and really understand the terminology that's going on. And therefore you can treat the area of concern it might not even be you know on the quad it might be above and below the site of pain right so you just those are the things and the knowledge that's important with targeted cryotherapy over whole body cryotherapy and for that same reason I can also see why when people say I go into a cryotherapy place they always put me into the chamber they've actually never mentioned targeted people have told me before like I was the first person to really sit down with them and have that conversation with them and break it down and that they seem targeted with. And so I could see why on that same topic that if that isn't their background um, or that isn't where they're most comfortable in, you know, whole body is just an easier overall generic option um, than targeted. Is it necessarily always the most beneficial? It depends on every situation. But, you know, for me, I would almost say targeted could be beneficial to almost every situation because it's very specific um and then you know the question the question came to me that there was an athlete that said they love the feeling of the whole body chamber like the rejuvenating exhilarating feeling that they get they don't necessarily you know want to do whole body but they love that feeling but after hearing the episode with Jill and I, they were sort of questioning on like, how do they get that feeling within a certain part of their training cycle that they know that they're in? For example, I'm just going to use strength training again as an example, but if they were doing strength that week or if they had a game coming up and they now know that they should maybe reconsider getting whole body cryotherapy on certain days, how, you know, they're, they really wanted that feeling, that rush. And another way for me to get around that when I just served targeted 
cryotherapy and even when I did both I would give the treatment needed on I'm saying the area of concern but you know if it's like back or knee or a muscle um and then I would give them a brush of the targeted cryotherapy over their head and neck area to give that same rush and exhilarating feeling that whole body would give and actually a lot of the whole body cryotherapy chambers if like I said earlier if it's nitrogen operated your head is out over the top anyway so you kind of miss out on that extra little um that extra little like rush and physiological response that you get from targeting your head and neck area um so which is another reason why it's another topic of discussion but why there's an argument for electric whole body cryotherapy rooms to be better than um the individual chambers where you see with your head out over the top but so to that point I said you know I said to that athlete like you know if you're traveling and you want it I would say you know that was my form of dealing with that that was how I offered that same experience to my clients and athletes with targeted without them feeling like they were missing out on anything and to still to still get that feeling um so and again for targeted like for anyone who either a doesn't have the time to go to a cryotherapy facility and strip down and get into the chamber and then get dressed and get warmed up um some people don't like whole body cold um even athletes i mean athletes are, they're you know they're pretty used to to all the things that they just go through the motions but sometimes people don't like the cold or they don't want to cool down especially in the northeast winters are bad enough as it is but you know targeted you can really just hone in on the area and give whatever is necessary um and then you know the treatment's done within a couple minutes so again it's versatile to that and anyone who can't get into the chamber if there's contraindications you know if they have other health issues I don't really think it's fair that they should be left out of a cryotherapy treatment uh, because they can't get in or they're scared to get in like targeted is a great option otherwise to be able to get what you need to get done get the results and the benefits on you know the area without having to you know risk whether it's somebody with a contraindication that can't get into the chamber or with an athlete that you're unsure of like should you do a whole body session or not um targeted is a great option so and again if you should if the uh one of the I had a co-worker in the industry and actually an athlete to say that you know they love whole body and he's had athletes come in and say you know I do whole body all the time in my city I find your place you know they wanted to go in and get cryotherapy at his place um and he said it's almost like they know what they want so they don't want to ask questions or impede like or seem like they're prying into their um training regime or whatever they have going on for that weekend and I can see that but also to like as the provider your main focus is the athlete's best interest at heart right so with that it's not that you're asking to be nosy and if you sort of give that information to them up front it's like you know this is why I'm asking these questions I think the defense has come down between you there's a big difference in wanting to know what they're doing uh, you know as if you're trying to get secret information from them to being able to provide them the best recovery experience possible to get the best out of it so you're helping their processes you're not um adversely affecting their processes so I think I mean at least in my experience especially even dealing with coaching staff and athletes directly I think that is a thing that sort of was understood very much early on and you know 
I think when that was found out that, okay, she's not just going to provide cryotherapy because, you know, a whole body because that's what we thought we wanted. The fact that she's taken a general interest in our athletes and what they've going on and specifics like, you know, it, that only good can come from that um, to be able to serve them better. So I, I personally have never had any issues with that. I've only had positive um, outcomes from from being wanting, you know, wanting to know a little bit more to help them better. Um, so there was that conversation earlier in the week. And then um, to touch on the practitioner side a little bit, and I had I had a lady reach out to say that, you know, she's, she's finishing up her degree in athletic training and she thought about opening up a cryotherapy place. And she wanted to know, you know, capital, obviously, there's a massive difference between getting a whole body chamber in versus a targeted and, but she didn't want there to be lack of credibility with the cryotherapy she's providing if it was just targeted. And I just say it comes down to education, which obviously, hopefully I'm helping with this now. Um, but from a capital standpoint, yeah, you know, the whole body chambers are a lot. Um, I would say that if you have the option to go with um, a electric operated machine versus a gas operated, um, I would say go with electric, even though, you know, I she knows I have my preferences for different reasons on that. But there's a couple reasons why. And again, this might give the athlete and the client a bit of insight into maybe why you guys are being advised to do whole body just generically overall more than targeted. But with the gas operated machines, um, um, there is, you know, nitrogen sitting in the facility. And if it's not being used, it's essentially going to waste because it diffuses over time. Um, so to be able to use that nitrogen in a whole body cryotherapy session is a lot more beneficial um, and, you know, less cost and less waste sort of going if you're using a, a whole body cryotherapy session. Um, so with the electric technology that eliminates that worry for the business owner because then you can really focus on your athlete or your client um coming in you're not worried about oh you know I really need to use this nitrogen up I don't want it to go to waste you're really it's it it doesn't take it doesn't make a difference because it's not gas operated so with the electric there's also a lot of different safety measures in place um there's a lot of feedback that you can get from the machines and just a lot of different things that's a different topic um for electric versus nitrogen if you're starting out new um but in regards to like if you wanted to I started out cryothletics on targeted and even when I advanced to whole body cryotherapy to have it as an option especially for team settings like I said earlier the majority of the time we did use the whole body cryotherapy but the majority of the time when you really start to get into the specific the specifics of talking with the coach and staff or the athletes on a one-on-one -on -one basis you like you could almost find that the majority of the time the targeted would serve you just as well if not better for that specific athlete or situation than whole body um you know and for the athletes who are fully healthy and just want a total body recovery the whole body was amazing um and it, it was great but on a athletic training sort of mindset specific treatment example and that's where she was she's coming from with that question targeted is more than like like I said if I had to choose it's more than great and more than suffice and if they want that extra little burst of rejuvenation I my little trick was to always um give them the treatment over their head and neck area as well 
So I'm trying to cover all the topics super quick so I can keep this short. Um, another question I had was if their local cryotherapy facility had nitrogen operated machines over the newer electric ones, is it still safe? Should they still go? Um, yeah, absolutely. Again, it comes down to the knowledge and the expertise of the person delivering the treatments. Um pertaining to what you want the treatment for so again if you're going on a generic fitness enthusiast every day wanting to stay healthy and recover well and feel rejuvenated level um, it's more than fine and then if you're an athlete that needs and wants more specific treatment I would just say to look out for the questions that they ask you um, pertaining you know if they find out that you're for example I don't know like a d1 football player or a d1 basketball player going in to their local facility to get cryo you know you're there to guide them and as a client I would say look out for the questions that they're asking you and now hopefully maybe if you know the difference a little bit more between targeted and whole body um and you're you know your training cycles and what stage of your regime that you're in at that moment when you're walking into that facility so have those pieces of knowledge at the forefront of your mind that you know targeted might really suit you a lot better and um, for what you have going on then whole body and um, you know be an advocate for yourself as well um, and then for the practitioners again you all know that I help with expanding your knowledge in regards to applications of cryotherapy timing specificity of different situations and stuff like that regarding sports recovery for the athlete to give them the best experience Um, you know there's different for example like if I was dealing with a client that had chronic knee inflammation going on um, versus a client that just like that client that had chronic knee inflammation going on either let's say for example I've two clients in mind as I'm talking about this one had an ACL reconstruction a few years ago one did not but she has chronic knee inflammation going on the treatment of targeted cryotherapy on those knees and the timing of them is very different than you know, and wanting to get ahead of inflammation or really help their knee flush out, their joint capsule flush out the old fluid and reduce the swelling and stiffness going on. The approach and timing of something like that after a workout is very different than the timing of application that you would give for an ACL fresh out of surgery maybe eight weeks ago. So the timing and wanting to get ahead of the inflammation in those two cir circumstances are very different based on the healing phases that they're in, which is why the knowledge is key for being able to apply targeted cryotherapy um, versus whole body. Um, and so I think just sometimes with a little bit less of that knowledge or background, I could see why whole body would be more comfortable for you to put your clients into, but it might not be as beneficial. So I would just say for practitioners, you know, when you ask me why would I do targeted over whole body for multiple reasons that it's more versatile, it's more to the specifics of the client. Um, I can replicate the same feeling that they want to have with whole body if I needed to, but, you know, specific to the situation going on, I would rather treat that and give them that edge and ahead of the recovery on that area than necessarily cool their whole body down again back to the topic of what jill had brought up in the last podcast um which was on you know it could actually be detrimental in their training cycles and um, for somebody who reached out to me regarding um they have the whole body cryotherapy chamber in their athletic 
organization in their facility. Um, it's a nitrogen chamber. Should they switch? Um, should they bring in targeted? <laughs> um, if you have the means, I always say to anyone, regardless of where you're at, if you have the means to switch to electric cryotherapy, I would suggest switching if you have the means to be able to, just because technology is evolving um, and there's a lot of logistical things that are um, removed as a headache. It's completely removed if you have if you have electric cryotherapy for your athletes. However, if we're talking about um, training cycles and where your team is at and you know what your different positions are doing in the day that's where you know um i would consider having a targeted uh machine in or a targeted form of cryotherapy and um that still helps with the timeliness of treatment so icing and cold pools take a lot longer the modern form is a lot shorter but it's more specific um, and it's an option that if you want to give your athletes cryotherapy, but you don't necessarily want to put them in the chamber, we have a targeted on board and targeted's better. But if you have the means to switch to electric, yeah, I would say switch. Um, definitely. But it's, you know, regarding the general question back that I said earlier, like, is it safe to still use the gas? Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but it's kind of like the car market where we still have gas cars on the road, but we have electric cars on the road. It really comes down to the driver. <laughs> it, it's the same thing in deliverables for, for the treatments for cryotherapy. It really comes down to the knowledge and expertise behind it um, versus the what for the client, whether it be electric or dry nitrogen is less of a factor. That's more of a factor for the business or for the practitioner from a logistical standpoint um, and being able to focus solely on the athlete and not have to worry about gas waste and stuff like that. So hopefully that covers everything. I'm on 29 minutes. I wanted this to be under 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, for the practitioners, um, I do help with um, expanding and teaching and more knowledge regarding um, cryotherapy applications, timing, specificity, training cycles, recovery cycles. That's all. If we want to be providing this to the population, and obviously we'd all love and be happy with you know, athletes that come into our facility and seek us out for the treatment. I think it's our duty to have that base knowledge there. Um, and I do help with expanding that knowledge. And I'm hopefully trying to get that out there a lot more on a larger scale. Um, and then for the athletes and the clients that ask, just be your own best advocate. Hopefully this information helped you a lot as well in deciphering what might be best for you. Um, and again, don't be afraid to communicate with your with your provider on that um, to to get the best benefits of cryotherapy so hopefully that helped and i'll talk to you all soon thank you all for joining in once again um thank you for your ongoing support if you aren't already following on instagram our handle is at the recovery life official um go ahead and give that page a quick follow i'm sure most of you are following cryothletics on instagram as well c-r-y-o-t-h-l-e-t-i-c-s and for those of you who want to know how to reach out to me directly other than email um go ahead and feel free to connect with me on linkedin or follow on linkedin my name is dion again on there and um, i have a lot of dialogue going on linkedin usually on a daily or weekly basis regarding recovery topics um, with, with other industry professionals so feel free to follow along thank you all for your ongoing support and i'll chat to you soon Bye for love.